Hello and welcome to the You Matter to Christ podcast. Many of our listeners and guests call this podcast an experience because throughout the variety of extraordinary people we have on the show, you'll hear stories of overcoming trauma, hitting record-breaking business goals, people forgiving the unforgivable, and yes, even miracles that will shock and inspire you. On this show, you'll hear from professional athletes, entrepreneurs, and everyday people from all walks of life. Discover the profound truth that regardless of your background or circumstances, you matter deeply to the creator of the universe. You were made for a purpose, and you matter to Christ. Get ready for inspiring stories, personal testimonies, and uplifting messages that remind us of the unchanging love and grace available to all. And remember this, you matter to Christ. Hey everybody, Chad Burmeister, CEO of ScaleX.ai and the host of Living a Better Story podcast. Today, I've got a really cool guest, Todd Duff, not to be confused with my brother, Todd Burmeister, but uh, Todd Duff has been the founder and CEO of Innovations Branding House for 21 years. He's got a team of over 10, 11 people now, and they have figured out a way to combine a little bit of magic with what they do when they go into their customers. So we're going to peel into that today and understand uh, a little bit more about the company, a little bit about how, how Todd brings magic into his business. And before we do that, we're going to get to know Todd a little bit. So Todd, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining. Thank you, Chad. Yeah, uh, fabulous to, to have you here. And I think to get our audience to understand where you come from um, and, and how you think, I like to kind of rewind the tape and take you back to when you're younger and say, sure. okay, think about when you're six, seven, eight years old, you wake up in the morning and you're passionate about something. Fill in the blank for the audience. What was it that you just loved to do when you were younger? So it's funny you asked me when I was six, because when I was six years old, I got my first magic kit. <laughs> and so I, I guess I have that genetic uh, problem where every other kid grows out of it, but it sticks with me uh, into my forties now. So um, yeah, so I, I was pretty obsessed. I just thought it was so cool, but it, it, it was partially about that magic kit. And most uh, professional magicians start down that road in that way for Christmas or something, they got a kit but I really liked going to the library. So six years, 10 years, 11 years, 12 years old, my mom would take me to our, our city, our county library. And um, I would just head in there and find these old magic books like from you know the early 1900s and from the 30s and 40s. And they had this smell to them, you know, like a, the way old books smell. And sure. I would just check those things out and try all the stuff and be making, making, things. And I don't know, it was just, I was very passionate about that. So when I think of six years old, it takes me right back to my mom taking care of me like that. To magic. That's yeah. Neat. You know, a couple of years ago, I purchased a signed autographed copy of a picture by Harry Houdini and it's oh, hanging cool. in the basement and to touch that card, it's, it's on like a three by five and yeah. then it's framed in a nicer picture. So I'm sure the two didn't go together originally, but 
it's amazing when you take it out of the frame and you touch this card and you go, oh, yeah. man, that was like one of the most famous magicians of all time. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, that guy understood beyond magic, you know, like the human condition and the, the way to market and speak to people. Like, you know, he was, he was strong in a whole, whole, different set of skills well yeah. and that's what the funny thing is the quote that he wrote says my brain is the key that sets me free oh. um, and i have to think about that because i always think mind but i'm pretty sure it says my brain is the yeah. key that sets me free and it's it's so true we can get in our own head sometimes and you know he can not only escape a locked you know being locked underwater 50 feet down but yeah. he also to your point he figured out how to communicate with people in a far more effective way than most of us yeah that's awesome um so how does that if you think of being a magic kid you know and i'm i, I did the same i did tricks with neighbors and you'd buy the 499 card trick and then yeah you know nowadays the 499 is like 34.99 or probably more than that um but how does that now tie into the kind of work you're doing? What do you think that magic thread is from then to now that caused you to do what you're doing today? I love, and this is what I love about business and magic, the human behavior and the psychology behind it all. I mean, when it gets down to it, the, the, the tone that you use, the inflection of your voice, the, the timing for when certain things are said or asked. I mean, it's just, you know, there's millions of different combinations that can, that can come out on, from a performing standpoint, you know, and what people remember about it and business. Like that's kind of the same to me. All that is like kind of one mishmash. It's just, you're in the conference room, um, talking to a client about marketing or if they should do marketing or not. And it's just not much different than you're always listening and asking. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's killer. I, I, there's, we just did a sales call of an hour ago and the rep has, he's had 45 first conversations. And hmm. normally out of that, you would sign at least five, 10, maybe 20 of the 45. Cause we've got hmm. a low, medium and high kind of product and it's high value. So and, and yet he's closed one or two, maybe. So I said, Hey, bring me on a call. Let me listen. And so the whole discovery, everything was awesome. It was all magic. Then he got to the value part. He goes, Hey, so Todd, do you mind if we talk about money? And yeah. it kind of was disruptive pattern interrupt. Oh, okay. That's fine. I'm okay with that. And then he goes, so yeah. Um, so, well, basically, so it's, uh, it's $5,000 for a year for this seat and you have four of them. So that's 20. And then it's 40,000 for the other two active users, but, but they're active users and they can be shared and blah, 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 blah. Hmm. And I was like, it sounded like a CFO conversation and the guy's walking away going $60,000. That's a lot of money. Right. And so I said, hold on, hold on to the customer. Hang on. I said, so you told me your deals range from 150,000 to $1 million. Your reps are sending one to two LinkedIn connection requests a day. And yet you have thousands of prospects. If you moved that from, from one a day to 50 or hundred a day, 
how many deals do you think you would get by having much more interactions? He's like, oh yeah, got it. And I go, you would spend, if you wanted to buy a person to do this work, you'd spend $60,000 a year for one. Right. Ours is only 5,000 compared to the 60. And he's like, got it. I totally get it now. Thanks for the clarification. And it's like, it's the magic trick. I mean, just to your point, it's all about performing the magic trick in a sales call, in a conference room. Um, that's neat how that thread ties together. Well, but what about like relative to what is a great question. So, I mean, that you, you, you talk about somebody going, and that's what you did, kind of, I think. Like, yeah, right. You relative know, that's to expensive. Relative, person. Like, is that a little bit or a lot, right? You know? Yeah. Um, I always think whenever people are comparing something, that's a little bit like magic too. You know, it's kind of easy. You go like my wife and I go out and eat and drink all the time and just have fun. And, you know, you show somebody a card trick out at a restaurant and they're like blown away. And then you got to go, I always like, they go, Oh, that is awesome. And I go, well, when's the last time you've seen real close up magic? And they'll go never. I'm like, well, so of course it's awesome, right? <laughs> compared to what? <laughs> compared to me never seeing it in real time. So wow. yeah, it's all about what it's compared to. Wow. Yeah, that's good. Um, the next question I like to ask, and I'll preface this with, you can go as deep or shallow as you want. Okay. Um, we all have a challenge in our life, right? A painful memory. Uh, it could be a car accident. It could be whatever. Is there something that you can share with the audience that says, you know what, this was a real wide chart in the road for me. And looking back, it actually helped me in life, right? What's that moment or year or week or whatever it is that oh sucked at the time, but now has been a positive blessing for you? Um, you know, we, we moved uh, at one point we were in a, a building downtown, uh, downtown Paducah. Uh, it's just historic, you know, old town and everything. We were, in a, we were in a pretty small building. It might've been like 2,800 square feet. And there was, you know, a few of us in there. And, and uh, we outgrew it because we have a photo studio, video, audio lab, you know, all kinds of marketing stuff and production stuff. So we were just out of room. So bought a bigger building, bought like, a, I mean, way bigger, like uh, 10,000 square foot building, right? So we move and we come to this new building and it's not new, it's old building too. And there's, this is nuts, okay? So we, we smell, there's a stink in here. Everybody moves in, got our computers all set up. We're two weeks in, it's like, somebody's like, it stinks, man. And I'm like, I'm like being all positive. I'm like, you know, when buildings are closed up, it's what they do, we'll open the windows. Month in, it's worse. And they're like, it just smells like crap in here. Like it just stinks. And I was like, yeah, well, I don't, and, and it, it's just bad. And then I see these, there's like these flies. And I'm like, what is going on? So it gets worse and worse. And I'm literally pulling the walls off, like the, the paneling and drywall off the wall thinking, is there an old pipe back there that's cracked or like what is going on mouse in the wall or yeah, something what is this i'm just because we're kind of going crazy and i've got all this property now because i bought this i saw and sold the other building it's a little bit stressful and moves are stressful you lose money every time you move like that it's expensive so i hire a plumber and he's like i can't find it 
I hire another one. And he goes, he goes, I think it's coming from the floor. I'm like, give me, give me your, your circular saw. And I'm just wits in. I cut this big square in the floor of this building, lift out this five by six foot square sheet of floor out. And we look down and I kid you not, there's a cesspool of human feces 20 feet by 15 feet oh. and that plumber looks at me and goes i'm out and just walks out of the building oh man. so this building has apartments above it that i bought and those old pipes were broken for years and so it was literally raw sewage in the middle of our studio and i remember standing there and that guy walked out and i'm like i'm literally screwed here like we're trying to run a business I own too much property. We hadn't been selling because of all this. And I finally find a company and they spend like three, three or four weeks around the clock dumping lime and like just scraping wheelbarrows. And like, it was, it was like a $55,000 cost. Wow. And, and we the closed it cover that. Well, the kicker is I'm one of those weirdos that checks every box. I call my insurance guy and I go like, hey, this is what happened. He's like, yeah, nobody's ever covered for that. I'm like, see what I did. They call, he calls back and he goes, hey, you're a weirdo. We're sending the guy down. So they cut a check. Everything was better. But that didn't happen overnight. Like this was a long drug out process. My dad, a Vietnam vet, right, comes in and we're still working. I'm still selling. I got like plastic up. People are coming in. I'm selling them marketing stuff and websites. And they're like, what's going on? I'm like, upgrading, you know? <laughs> so my dad comes in during that point, tough guy, puts his arm around me and goes, I don't know how you're not medicated right now. You're tough. And I'm like, wow, that's that tough. But, you know, I think we have, we have points that we look back on. Like, it, it, it's like you and I were saying, relative to what? So I'll tell you what, COVID, COVID happened. And oh, by the way, this, this year was like 20, this would be 09. So the economy was tanked when we did this too, right? Oh, God. So COVID happened and literally all of that was worse than COVID for us and our business. Like I could reflect back and go, yeah. And, yeah. and there are people still here that experienced that. And they're like six months into COVID. I'm like, yeah, this is tough. This is challenging. People are working from home. And somebody's like, yeah, but it's no crap hole in the middle of the <laughs> lobby. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, because you just keep going back to what's the worst thing I've been through. You know, what's the worst stressful situation? You look back at that and you just go, oh, I think we're going to be fine. You know? <laughs> yeah. But so that's the thing that I refer back to in my brain when things get really rough. Wow. That is such a deep thought process. I mean, I think back to Peter Lowe, one of his questions, he was a top sales trainer, uh, East Coast somewhere, South Carolina, maybe, and, and Florida probably now. And he would say, compared to what? I mean, that's yeah. the question, right? Compared to what? Yeah. <laughs> My son yeah. was just, he had some burns recently, bad burns, oil burn, face, hands, like oh six, eight weeks ago. And now he's cleared the He's fine now, uh, or mo 90, 99% fine. But at the time, you're going, what is going on? And yeah. so, you know, his face swelled. You could barely see out of his eye. I mean, it was it was messy. Jeez. But the reason for the story is the day after, he's like, hey, dad, question for you. On a scale of one to 10, because they kept asking him, scale of one to 10, what's your pain? He's yeah. like, 
compared to what? He goes, I've never been in this much pain. So I don't know. I don't know if it's a 10 or an eight or a six. So yeah. they had to define it for him. And then he's like, dad, what, what level of pain have you been in your life? Like physical pain. I'm like, well, huh. broken arm that hurt. A friend of mine was a Marine and he said he'd been shot, stabbed and blown up three okay. things. And then he had a kidney stone and he goes, the kidney stone by far was the worst of all three of those things. Oh my gosh. You know, and I've you heard. compare pain to physical pain, but then you also emotional pain, like the thing you were going through. And it, it's interesting to be able to hold that perspective through life, you know, yeah. it could be worse. It could always be worse. Oh, yeah. Completely. yeah. Wow. What about, um, some people, you know, you need you you, you, you uh, charge your batteries at night by taking a break. Other people charge the batteries by being around a bunch of people. What's your uh, how? What energizes you? How do you get it? You know, energized. I, I people. Um, so if I have three meetings here at the office, which would be a lot of meetings in a day, you know, or even two, and uh, I just got to connect with them, and we just whether we're helping them or not, just walking them through where they need to get, you know, and connecting. So when I'm done with that and I go home, I'm ready to go out. Like I'm ready to go be around more people. Like it kind of gets the ball rolling. And it's just like this train where I'm like, yeah, now what, now what, now what, you know, and then what's, what's going on the next day and the next day and like, keep it moving. And I just get juiced from it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you know, like, as you all know, people, some people walk away from that to recharge, you know? Yeah, uh, it's, I, I'm in the middle. It's kind of, I, I don't know. I, I like to be around people, but I know it, it actually drains me. And so I do need the, the time to recharge. Yeah. But I also enjoy being around people. So it's kind of a. There's a name for that. I can't remember what it is, but it's like, I, I watched this sales thing uh, on uh, you know, masterclass. And there was a guy on there talking about sales. Can't remember his name, but, but it's extrovert and introvert. And they said, which one's better at selling. And I said, the, the one in the middle, like, so yeah. So yeah. you, that's me. I've been lucky with that in my life. So blessed, I guess. Um, yeah. think, and think about what's the one thing that, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to goof this question up because it's, it's different. What's the one thing you'd like to accomplish in life that would change everything for you? You know, sometimes when I'm talking to masterclass people, it's like, well, wait, I'm already living the dream. So, yeah. you know, it, it's a, it's a trick question, but yeah. is there something that you, that you could say, you know what, this one thing would just change everything. I, I don't want to sound like an 80 year old here. And I don't even know if I'm supposed to be thinking in this way yet. When you look at the schedule of the way people think I'm, I'm 46 years old, but but legacy pops in my head some. Uh, and, and for me, legacy would mean that the people that I interact with are in a better place in, in the long, in the all terms. So it's like, like I know I've had some people that worked for me. I had a guy rent an apartment from me and he just started renting. He was like a young guy. 10 years later, I get a fruit basket for Christmas. And I don't really even remember this guy's name. I think they sent the wrong fruit basket. And so I'll look him up and he's a tenant. 
And so I go, I reached LinkedIn. I'm like, hey, dude, thanks for the fruit basket. I don't know if you sent, you know, you sent me one. And he goes, no, I know, I know that you, re that I sent it to you on purpose because I didn't know how great a landlord could be. And he said, I, I understand so. And he, so he just went through this, like, what he learned from renting from me. I barely knew the guy's name. I don't know. And it's little things. Maybe I just answered stuff the right way, or maybe I let him be late on rent or so. I don't, I don't, who knows, but, but like, I kind of think back to that and I go, man, if you could just, if, if I could just impact people and that's a real small way, right? Like now he rents or buys differently, I guess. I don't know. He probably interviews the people yeah. before he, whatever that is, but like, if it can be that little or if it can be even on a bigger side, like, like this is how I think moving forward. Or sometimes I think like this guy used to work for long ago, like anything. Cause we all have those people in our life. Like I know the mentors and stuff that I had or just, just to be able to have not a paychecks are great. You can pay employees. They go buy cars. They put kids through college and do those things. But something better than that, you know, like what's that thought process that might reside with someone for a really long time that makes their life better than it could have been? I love it. Um, there was a sermon the other day. We went to Elevation Church when we lived in Charlotte, North Carolina, and it grew to probably 20 remote locations. And we went to the live one all the time. So now I, I tend to watch that on the weekends, right? So I'm watching this one and, and he talked about how to God, the stuff that seems big to us, like my son's situation, that's, that's huge on a relative scale when you have second, third degree burns or the sewer in your office, like those yeah. are huge to you at the time. And he said, to God, all those are just little speed bumps. Oh yeah. Now the actions we take that feel small are actually massive in terms of what they actually do in the world. Right. And so yeah. it might feel like you're, you're like, I don't even remember what I did, but there were probably some things in there just because of how you operate as a human being. Yeah. Late rent. Um, maybe who knows, maybe you painted uh, or he said, Hey, I've got a, I, I burned a tile. Like, you know, my son's place, guess what? There's lots of fire stuff all over the wall and the cabinets yeah. and he's renting from a landlord and he has two roommates. One is the landlord's son and one is the uh, other roommate. And they're like, don't worry about it. It was an accident. And so just that little yeah, act of, big. yeah, it's like, okay, Hey, we were ready to write him a check for $5,000 or whatever it took to fix all that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the little things matter to people and, and matter to legacy. I mean, how you behave as a human being can, can make a huge difference to people in the world. That's Talk cool. about little speed bumps. It's funny. Like I'm not around kids a lot, but I have some relatives, niece, nephews, that kind of thing. And this, I remember they were young. This uh, ice cream falls out of this kid's cone. He just loses his bananas. I mean, he's like, it's, and I'm like, wow, you know, we'll get, get more ice cream. You know, I'm telling, I forgot my wife or something. I'm like, man, you talk about not dealing with life. What's this kid? And she's like, hey, you know, this is the, that, that could very well be the absolute worst thing that's ever happened in that kid's life. I'm like, oh, so if I think about the worst thing that ever happened in my life, it's the exact same, right? Yes. And yes. so when you say like little speed bumps, I'm like, yeah, they are little. I mean, they're, they're little speed bumps. 
Well, I, there's another thing when you talk about business, this guy, Dan Martell, he said, you either have dollar problems, $10 problems, $100 problems, $10,000 problems. And so, you know, I, I look at some of the things that you deal with as a business owner. It's like, whoa, that's a $250,000 problem I'm facing right now. Yeah. And traditionally, you know, you'd be like, what? And to some people that aren't used to playing in that level. Yeah would look at it like, no way could I get to that level. But you know, you have to slowly move your way up to yeah. where you're able to, to withstand that level of pressure. They're just zeros. They're just zeros. <laughs> They're just zeros. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, all right. So think about it's three years from now and you yeah. look back and you say, I just had the most amazing three years. Um, what, what happened in those three years? So, I've been uh, doing public speaking for a long time now, like, but, but doing it as I'm asked and I go and I'm I almost, I make it up a few days before. And I don't know, it wasn't, it, it was good times. I got to do some magic in front of people talk about marketing, but I've, I've uh, during this COVID thing really uh, amped it up. Um, and so this is kind of a three, five year thing that, that I kind of, have a vision out to that. So in three years, um, I'm talking to groups of people in in the hundreds, um, and I'm I'm shifting a paradigm. I'm changing the way people see change and transformation, and the differences between that. And I'm doing it. I'm I'm delivering a message in an interactive way. And the impact of that I've written down in the next three years is um, each year has a certain amount of emails or correspondence with me that comes from that audience and says, I never thought about it that way. Here's something that I did that, that created a transformation. Hmm. And I know it's a little bit vague without going into the super amount of detail of what, what I'm talking about to to as far as marketing brand and culture and transformation that's that's the summary but i want i want proof that that i've been able to make a difference yeah well there at the living a better story retreat we were lucky enough to have a guy named robert white robert right. was one of the early mindset architects transformation architects in the country who ended up he worked with est for a little bit which became uh, I think LifeSpring now, which is one of the big ones. Yep. And so he came to this event with 12 people. And this group of 12 had the luxury of having the Robert White with a small, mm. small group. He's used to talking to 500 people. Yeah. And I've just been following God's path for me lately. I'm like, yep. I don't know why I'm doing this podcast called Living a Better Story. I don't know why I did the retreat. But ever since I'm like, what do you need me to do? And what we still don't know where we're going to point this super powered four to five day transformational class. But when you come in and you leave, you're a different person because he's helped you go to your past, go to your future, tie it all together in a way that's 1.3 million gra people graduated from this. You learn a thing or two when you have 70 coaches work for you and how to do this at a, at a level that's beyond reason. What, where I think I'm being pulled is what, what group of individuals need that kind of transformational experience? 
right? And, and that's where it's like, okay, I don't know yet. Like there was a principal of a school, she has 240 kids that are all kicked out of their other high school. Yeah. And now they're in this school. And I'm like, wow, think of that. Those kids could certainly benefit from a transformation. Um, yeah. Or there's this other guy in Kenya who pulls out girls, a hundred girls every year, puts them through school, graduates them. And they could use a transformation. Yeah. Um, and now you're talking about marketing and brand and company culture. And I'm like, huh, we should talk to Robert White because he's the expert at transformation, right? He'll yeah. give you an idea or two that'll, that'll change your life. Yeah. So that's fun. That's awesome. Well, I know we're going a little bit past. I have two more questions I'm going to go down sure. to. Um, we talked about magic already. At, you were interested when you were younger. When did you bring that into client engagements and on the stage? Like, how did that happen for you? Um, so I guess about, I, I, I guess I was about five years into the business and my brain always separated that. So 20 years ago, marketing was largely about you, you either had a website or you didn't. So that's kind of where we got our roots. Like we did a lot of website development because we'd get questions in, in 02 and 03, the question was, you think these websites are going to stick around or is this bad? You know, I mean, like that's how early in the whole process it was. But I always separated that. I was like, you know, I have a website company and we, you know, build websites and do brochures and this magic thing. I never want to mix them. I don't know why, just to compartmentalize. Maybe I, it's just how I know why. It's because it's how we're taught. Like if you're going to work, why you have fun? <laughs> like we're not supposed to, you know, school's, yeah. supposed to, yeah, right. school's supposed to be miserable, right? That's right. So, so then I really was like, forget it. I'm just going to take a pack of cards to work. And then, um, then just start goofing around and showing some employees and they're like, oh my gosh, you do that. And then we're just having fun with it. And then, I mean, I've, I've never done magic like during a sales pitch or anything. I mean, I think if they've asked me like, hey, don't you do magic? I saw your YouTube channel or something. I'll be like, yeah, and I'll, I'll goof around and we'll laugh for a while. But it's never like opening and then in the middle to make a point like in a sales way. Um, so yeah, just kind of gradually uh, and then it kind of made, then, then I identified what the appeal was to owning a business and dealing with human behavior and marketing, even if it's, um, so why do people click on this color button instead of this color button more, right? That's a human, I mean, on its simplest level, I mean, you round the corners of the button, people click on it more or whatever the stat is. Yeah, or the arrows pointing or whatever. Whatever that, yeah, and it changes. But, you know, there's human behavior there. There's human behavior. Whenever somebody sees, let's say there's a card trick, they they take a card, write their name on it, put it back in the deck, then it's in their pocket. They reach in, pull it out. Okay, good trick, right? But the, the beauty is when it clicks with them, it throws them back into this younger state as a child. And they have like this childlike wonder and it only, it lasts for like two or three seconds. And then they, they go reorganize that information again in their head and they go a card trick. Got it. Okay. Sneaky. Got it there. He's a yeah. sneaky man there. Got it. Or, Oh, that's fun. It's a trick. But for just a little while, they're like astonishment. Mesmerized. Yeah. By yeah. The so, right. Yeah. That's neat. Well, I mean, just like this, 
you wouldn't believe how my son came to healing. Like his nose looked terrible. And then he did this surgery called resell where they take a little bit from your thigh and mix it in. And then boom, you now reach out and touch his nose and you're like, wait, it's all perfect. You know, really? And it's just, it's miraculous. There's no yeah. other word besides miraculous. And it's like, when you can see life from that perspective that yeah, magic tricks, sure. They're a trick. I mean, there's some yeah. sleight of hand and things, but when you see just the world in its beauty and you can stop and just smell the roses and go, man, it's, a, it's amazing. Even with COVID and stupid stuff that goes on <laughs> these yeah. days, you still can carve out amazing, amazingness within all of it. Um, last question then is about, is about faith. What does faith play a role in your life? Do you, uh, you know, are, are, are you, do you have a faith or what role does it play for you? Yeah. So I, I grew up in a Christian home, uh, and I live in a Christian home now. So, um, I, we talked about recharging. I would say it, it, two things. It, it, it's a place I can go to recharge, slow down and, and try to enjoy the present moment and not think about the future. So like, if you're living in the future, you're anxious. If you're living in the past, you're depressed. I've heard it put that way before. So it's like, can you just be right now thankful for the things you've got right now? Um, the other, my other go-to, if, if life is really rough, it's my knee-jerk go-to to just let go of everything and go, hey, will you take this? Mm. And just... But it's a private thing too. I, I'm, um, you know, we don't start the day with prayer at work or anything like that. It's a, uh, those are the two, those are the two times recovery and uh, extreme fright. Yeah, be. that's yeah, good. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how different that is than other. Well, and I think when you can let go of the wheel and hand it off, that's when Robert White came back in my life, a guy named Rich, a guy named Nick, like people at the fire pit outside in my backyard started with one person, yeah. got to 12. And I was yeah. like, and now we did living a better story retreat. And that all was born out of the fire pit. And it's yeah. like, wait, what's next, man? Like, I don't even know. Just show me where I, where you need me to go. Yeah. But yeah, it's, the, it's those, that's, that's a great share. I, I really appreciate that. Uh, that's huge. Well, this has been fabulous. I've taught, I've enjoyed getting to know you. Thank you for sharing your story with our listeners. Um, I definitely see a few action items. I need to hook you up with Robert. And um, I think I mentioned this to you beforehand, my, my business, my day job is a company called ScaleX and we use automation and AI to reach out to television shows, podcasters, prospects, speaking engagements, anything. And uh, I recently, through Living a Better Story, now that we're identifying all these fabulous people, right? Everybody's extraordinary in their own right, right? They've got a niche on the world that only their fingerprint can solve. Mm. And what I, I think I offered to you, or I will here, is I've got these two now virtual assistants that represent five or six extraordinary people that, because my cost is near low, so I can run outreach for you at no cost, just as a favor, um, to help you spark that, you know, getting you in front of companies speaking to audiences of 700 to help you transform 
them. Sure. Um, so I, I, I'll, I'll definitely follow up with you after. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That, that's very much appreciated. Um, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll get on the horn and chat on that. That'll be awesome. That works. All right. Well, thank you everybody for joining today. The Living a Better Story podcast. I'm Chad Burmeister, your host, Todd Duff. You can reach Todd at innovationsbrandinghouse.com. Innovationsbrandinghouse.com. He's got an amazing team that does not just websites these days, uh, a whole marketing strategy. And they're fabulous. Uh, if you're looking to up-level your strategy around marketing and branding and, and tools, um, Todd would be a great guy to talk to. Thanks for joining, Todd. Thanks so much, Chad. Thank you for joining us on the You Matter to Christ podcast. We hope this journey has reminded you of the incredible truth that your life holds immense value and significance to Christ. As you go about your day, may you carry the assurance that no matter what you face, you are deeply cherished and loved. Remember, you matter to Christ. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe and share it with others who may benefit from this message. Stay tuned for more transformative episodes where we continue to explore the depth of God's love and grace. Until next time, remember that you are not alone. Christ's love is with you, guiding and strengthening you every step of the way. May your life be filled with hope, purpose, and the knowledge that you matter to Christ. Christ.